0: There were several different situations when I was starting out where I just couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting any traction. And all of that, you know, to say that I learned a lot of lessons early on and I don't want you guys to have to experience those lessons. I want you to learn from my lessons so you don't have to. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Brie Noble. Brie is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Brie's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Brie is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Good morning and welcome to Indie Interactive, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. And my name is Bree Noble. I'm going to get to talking about a story that I want to tell you about a band that I was in back in the day where we... um we really didn't have a clue what we were doing. And although I think we were talented and we had some, you know, serious, um, you know, we had some potential, but it didn't work out because we didn't know what we were doing. We had no clue how to promote ourselves as a band. There were several different situations when I was starting out where I just couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting any traction. And all of that, you know, to say that I learned a lot of lessons early on and I don't want you guys to have to experience those lessons. I want you to learn from my lessons so you don't have to. So the group that I was in, um, I want to kind of tell this a little story-wise and let you know, you know, how this all unfolded. So I was in a group um, it was actually an auditioned group. This girl started the group and she was looking for, you know, members and she was a drummer. And so we kind of auditioned for the group. And so it was kind of her group, which was actually part of the problem as I'll get to later. But um, she auditioned us and she chose a couple of us and we were going to be in this all female group. Um, and she had already planned everything out like she had the name of the group. She had the branding all done you know, it was just like this turnkey thing that we were just going to step into and We were going to be this awesome band that had this amazing branding and you know We were gonna just take the world by storm as a female alternative rock group and you know she had had this all planned out so she was actually a mark this, this is actually quite ironic because she was She worked in marketing in the corporate world. So she thought that if she, you know, did her band the way that she did corporate campaigns, that we would be super successful. And it did not quite turn out that way. So, one interesting thing about the group is that she had very meticulously picked out the branding for our band. Um, And she was so sure that this branding was going to, you know, skyrocket us for whatever reasons that she had. But the branding had nothing to do with any of us because we were auditioned. You know, it's almost like, you know, TLC or one of those groups that's kind of put together by other people. And we didn't necessarily identify with that branding that had nothing to do with any of us except for maybe her. And so that was one reason that that branding didn't work out because none of us were like bought in to that branding. She should have created the band first and then decided on what the branding was going to be because it just didn't fit the people that she ended up choosing. So that was one of the things that, you know, went wrong with this group. My biggest number one thing with branding is you need to be authentic. You can't, um, adopt a brand that you don't identify with because then it will, you'll be, it'll be clear. Like even if you're trying to hide it, it'll be clear that it, you don't identify with this brand, which is what happened with this band. So that was the number one thing that went wrong. And let me, the, so let me finish telling the actual story of the band and then I'll talk about more of the, the issues that we had. Um, so we She formed this band, and we practiced, and we practiced, and we spent like a year practicing and writing songs and all that, never performing once, just practicing constantly. And then we, um, we decided that we were going to record a CD, and that was going to be our ticket, right? I mean that is what a lot of people think when they record a CD. Like once, once the world hears our music on CD, that is going to be our ticket. So we spent all this time in the studio recording the CD. Again, the girl that ran the band, she paid for the whole thing because she wanted to be in complete control of everything. Cause that's the kind of person she was. So, um, you know, she invested all this money in the CD and we spent all this time recording it. And when the CDs arrived, and you know we got all these CDs and we were um, tasked with going out and selling these CDs as members of the band we we had a very hard time selling them because nobody knew who we were we had no fans in fact we had exactly five fans our husbands the three of us female artists our husbands and the two teenage children of one of the members. Those were the only fans we had because nobody knew about us. We had been practicing, we had been in the studio, we had never once been in front of an audience. And so when we came out with the CD we had this piles of boxes that we were supposed to go out and sell but yet nobody knew what we sounded like, nobody even knew we existed. Why were they gonna buy? A CD from a completely unknown band. Um, So I had, I was tasked with selling like 20 CDs at at first, and I had a heck of a time. Like I was twisting people's arms, even my family members. They're like, we don't know what you sound like. Why would I want to buy this? I have to hear it first. And, you know, so they weren't necessarily going to buy it up front. So then we, you know, we we had the CD and we finally started performing and we had absolutely no performing experience. So the performances that we did were very lackluster because we had no experience actually performing on a stage. And so then we're trying to sell these CDs, but our performance didn't match the sound that we were offering on the CD. And so people weren't necessarily going to buy our CDs based upon our performances because they weren't very good and compelling. So we had more of a problem trying to sell our CDs. Then the girl that started the band decided she was going to set up a website. And this is, this is pretty early, like this is early 2000. So, you know, there's no social media at this point, but she's setting up a website. And I guess she thought that once we set up that website, and put our CDs on CD baby like all these people would just flock to us because they just organically find us well guess what that didn't happen either so after we recorded our CD and we performed in a couple of big venues but we weren't really good enough to be in those venues we used the CD to get ourselves in there but our live performances were not up to snuff and so we didn't sell very many CDs and there, we just completely lost momentum, and within less than a year of recording the CD, we broke up, and it was not a pleasant or pretty breakup because, you know, we were, we were tired. We had been working hard all this time, but we had gotten like no fruit from it, and so we were all frustrated with the way she was leading the band, We, you know, we knew something was wrong, but we were all very naive and we didn't know what to do about it. And we were just feeling like this was going nowhere. And because of that, we, you know, didn't have the best attitudes when we come to practice and then people would get with each other and start fighting. And then, you know, not very long after that, it was over. And that is why it didn't work out. And number one, the reason that it didn't work out is, as I said earlier, we were completely hidden. We were like, you know, let's just, you know, practice this thing, you know, constantly, constantly. Let's make the CD and then we'll just do this big reveal, right? Well, no matter how much you practice, you if you've not been on stage before together, you're not going to put on a good stage show. So it. Did not work well that way. We had exactly five fans and we didn't have a good plan. We had no plan. Her plan was let's make this CD and then we'll put it out there and we'll get discovered. We'll get some reviews in the newspaper and everyone will flock to our new website and they'll buy our CD. And that's not what happened because we didn't build any fans from the beginning. So we didn't build our stage show. We didn't build any fans. We had, even once we started doing stage shows, we didn't have fan stickiness, which is what I like to call it. Meaning that if, even if someone liked our show and liked our music, and even if they bought our CD, we had no way to keep in touch with them. Like absolutely none. We had no email list. You know, we had nothing on our website that said, Hey, sign up for updates when we're going to be performing in your area. Nothing. And so, even if somebody did like us, there was no way for them to keep up with what we were doing. There was no way for us to keep up with them if they'd bought our CD to, you know, find out how they liked it or invite them to new shows. There was nothing. And so, We had no fan stickiness. Even if we had fans out there, we didn't even know they were there. And we had no way to communicate with them. So, also, as I said, we did not test how we were on stage. We didn't test any of these songs in front of an audience to see if people liked them, if they were going to be good songs for us to be performing in the future. We just wrote these songs We practiced them and we recorded them not knowing if they would even be successful with an audience. And that was another reason we didn't succeed. And finally, the other major reason we didn't succeed is because we were not allowed to divide and conquer. And what I mean by that is she was completely in charge of the band she would not like let us go out there and do any marketing. Everything had to go through her. Um, She's a bit of a control freak or like a humongous control freak. Um, So we couldn't go out there and actually promote things ourselves without having this universal front or we couldn't go out there and do things that we were good at. You know, if I was good at uh, marketing online, you know i couldn't do that because i might do something that she wouldn't like or you know if another person was good at making posters and going out and putting them in places nope she couldn't go do that because it had to run through the main person so we were not utilizing all the resources that we had in order to get the word out there about our band and you know figuring out how we're going to get these these fans and keep these fans So that is kind of my, you know, heartfelt, like embarrassing story because in those old days I didn't know any of this stuff. I was completely naive. Um, This was really the first band experience that I had had that that lasted more than a minute. And um, I thought that they knew what they were doing because, you know, because she'd started this band and she was a marketing person in her corporate world. I thought she knew what she was doing and I just trusted that instead of thinking for myself and getting educated. Like that was another thing, like, you know, she thought she was educated because she was a marketing person, but the rest of us didn't have any education on how to market music and so we couldn't give any input. We basically just let her run the show. So all that to say um, that had we had my five stages of music career growth, we would have had a chance of succeeding because we would have number one, practiced a whole bunch uh, in front of audiences before we had something to sell. Before we had a CD that could get us into bigger venues, we would be, we would have a real stage show that was a good stage show. We would, um, you know, have moved up in venue sizes. So when we got to the big venues and we got those opportunities, which we actually did, but we really didn't capitalize on them because we weren't ready to be there. We would have not spent money on recording this CD until we had tested all of the songs to make sure audiences loved these songs, that they were the ones that needed to be on the one CD we were going to put our money into and record. We would have um, you know, built up our fan base and found a way to create stickiness where we could communicate with these fans through emails, through, you know, had we had social media, through social media, through all the ways that we have now to communicate with fans, we had none of that. And had I had the five stages of music career growth, we would have, been in a completely different place by the time that we created our CD. Oh, cool. The five stages make a lot of sense. Thank you, Annie. Yeah. I mean, and you know, let's be clear. Like I created the five stages from learning through mistakes like this particular experience and many others that happened afterward until I finally figured out the right way to do this stuff and in the right order. But um, you know, I created these five stages so other people don't have to go through the kinds of experiences that I did with this band. And so I know that um, many of you have done the stages out of order and that's okay. Like Had I had the education and the knowledge of the five stages when I was in this band, I could have gone back and filled in the holes and gotten you know built our fan base and then been able to sell that CD even though we had made it you know early on we could still go back and sell that we would have built up our live show to where it was at the level of the CD and you know we could have done really well with that but we didn't know about the five stages we didn't know what the heck we were doing and even though we had talent, talent only takes you so far. So that's the reason I created the five stages. And I know that it will help you to, um, you know, understand where you're at in your career right now and figure out where you're going. So that is what I have for you today. I'm going to go back and attend to my poor daughter with the heat stroke who is not feeling so well. And, um, I will see you guys next week at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Wednesday on Indie Interactive. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com with editing by Bree Noble and music by Stella Ronson.